This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Find us over at CascadeHikerPodcast.com. I'm a country boy with the soft side. My heart wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never made anyone quite as beautiful as you. I'm your host, Rudy Gets It. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two-mile hikes, five-mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. Next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you from? My name's Greyhound. I'm from the Pacific Northwest originally, and now I'm just kind of a full-time traveler living that van life and hiking and enjoying every therapeutic moment. Right on. Well, is that where Greyhound comes from then? <laughs> Greyhound came from last year. I was hiking with a friend of mine, and, uh, you know, we had this little thing back and forth. We used to tease each other, you know, call each other dog and doggy and things <laughs> like that. And she said one time, she said, you know, she said, no, no, I'm not the dog. You're like a dog. You're like a Greyhound. I said, oh, man, all right, here we go. It's going to stick. Next thing you know, I've got everybody... You know, this Greyhound, you know, this skinny, fast guy, which some people consider me to be fast. And I mean, I'm sure there's faster people than me, but Greyhound gets it. Right on, man. I like that. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your hiking history. Um, uh, you said you were hiking last year. What were you doing? Yeah, for sure. So uh, last year was my first major through hike. Um, April 1st, I started the Pacific Crest Trail. And uh, that was kind of my introduction to the whole wild world of, uh, of through hiking. And uh, being outdoors prior to that, I had never really been on an extended backpacking trip, let alone uh, stayed a night or two outside. So it really opened up the doors. Prior to that, it was just, uh, you know, hikes in the Northwest and, uh, you know, kind of doing that Northwest vibe, day hikes and here and there. Right on. Well, um, what about this year? So what are, you, what are you doing? Like, are you down hiking right now? No. So <clears throat> currently I'm in Flagstaff. Um, I drove my van down here, started the Arizona Trail on February 27th, and uh, parked my van in storage down in Sierra Vista, hiked the trail, got up to uh, the Grand Canyon, finished off, and uh, came back here and got my van. So I'm kind of just in between moves at the moment um i'm getting ready to head over to california and start some work for a couple months and get some more money together before my next big adventure so arizona trail is finished for me all right on man i didn't i guess i didn't even realize that uh, so um i'm looking at your instagram right now and, and just so everybody knows that's greyhound underscore hikes and um so the picture of you at the grand canyon i believe with all the awesome colors and stuff, and um, it was one of your more recent posts. Is that your finish picture? Well, more or less. So that day was a huge challenge for me, and the Arizona Trail in general has been a a unique a unique challenge that I that I highly underestimated this trail. You know, being my second through hike, I got out here and I'm like, all right, it's the desert. I'm going to cruise through it. It's going to be great. See some cactus, you know, and everything that kind of goes stereotypically with with arizona um for me this challenge has been followed up by injuries after injuries after injuries on this trail the mountains the terrain it's just it's all compounded to this great experience that uh that really tested my limits um so 
I got up to the Grand Canyon and that picture you're referring to, I had just done like two back to back 40 plus mile days and, uh, coming over Mount Humphreys north of Flagstaff, you know, it was about eight miles of post holding and just kind of not ideal terrain. And, you know, you think Arizona, it's, it's not really, not really that picturesque, you know, view, but, uh, I slapped like 42 miles that day coming out of Flagstaff, you know, and my, my shoes were wet. I didn't stop at all that day. And, uh, I twisted up my knee on uh, Mount Humphreys yeah. and, uh, got a, got a pretty good it band problem going on early in the day. And I just kind of pulled a classic Greyhound move. I popped a handful of Advil, kept on going, which resulted in a 42-mile day. I got up the next day hurting. I'm like, you know, I'm really close to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to keep going, you know. And uh, it it proved to be my downfall because when I got to the the South Rim, I was in so much pain, man. My uh, tendonitis in my left foot, huge blisters on both heels my IT band, and I just barely rolled in there. I stayed at the, uh, let's see, I stayed at the hotel in the South Rim. And uh, the next morning, a buddy of mine had caught up with me, Bones the Nomad. And, uh, you know, he was on a timeline to finish. I was kind of on a timeline to finish. Said, screw it. I couldn't barely walk. Ate some more Advil. Took me seven hours to get to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, which is only about six miles on the on the kaibab trail but uh you know it was kind of funny because first time i'm ever to the grand canyon and i'm so close to finishing that it just it challenged me to the point where every step i was wincing and smiling and i was like yeah i'm gonna do it (laughs) got to phantom you know i got to phantom ranch and it just it was uh it was so it was so painful for me. I couldn't walk. My IT band had locked up on me, and uh, I ended up staying with some buddies down at the bottom of Phantom Ranch for five days. When I was ready to hike out, there was a big storm. It rolled in on the North Rim, started dumping snow again for like four days, and uh, I had such an amazing experience at the bottom of the ranch or the bottom of the canyon that uh you know my injuries and everything i just i felt like it was a great great spot for me to finish and kind of wrap it up so i could get here get my van and get back to work over in california but uh you know it's it's not finished i got 60 miles left of uh undone trail and you know i can come back here when uh i'm a little more healed up and the weather's nicer like cooler or uh, there's still 10 foot snow drifts up north. Uh, at least last week there was, and then the new snow on top of that, it just, it just, it made for really unideal hiking conditions for me and in my time, my time frame to get to work, you know? So yeah. I kind of had to call it where it was and it was a tough decision, but you know, it was just, uh, it was one of those things where do I leave off with this great, great experience that I had at the Grand Canyon and the 700 and 700 plus miles that I already put down or just go ahead and and wreck myself going north mm. you know 
Yeah, it's a big decision, but it sounds like you made a pretty smart one. I mean, man, that could be have some long-lasting effects if you did something wrong, right? Of course, of course. And then, you know, it's pretty isolated, you know, from the North Rim to uh, the Utah border. Um, currently, uh, the North Rim is still close. So, you know, if a guy was to get up there and have some some major injuries, you know, you're out there in, in pretty cold temperatures, uh, tons of snow, and uh, not many resources to, to bail out if you had to. Hmm. Well, what do you think about uh, – because there's some people on the trail right now. I mean, I've, I've been following uh, – uh, what's his name? Legend. You know, he's doing mm-hmm. the, the FKT out there right this minute too. And, and man, it's like – so he's going to be going through that too, I guess, huh? Yeah, you know, he's slapping it pretty hard. And, and to be honest, you know, I think if anybody's going to go pull off the FKT on this trail – it's going to be him. Um, he's a he's a beastly hiker, and he knows exactly what it takes to get the job done. You know, I feel for him. He's uh, he's getting pretty close, and the faster he goes, um, he's going to have the opportunity to run into some snow and some of those issues uh, compounded with the with the injuries. You know, it could be a, it could be a challenge, but I think he's got it. Yeah, and it, and it'll be a, a memorable one too at that if he, if he does make it. So with the, with the snow snow factor, but Waymark Gearco. Dot com. Go over there and check out the packs. Like we said, he has some offered there. A lot of different colors to choose from in the through 38 and 42 liter packs at 210 uh, and the 50 liter packs starting at 260. Uh, this little ad, we're going to talk about how you can get them very customized. And there's lots of links here on his website over at waymarkgearco.com. Go over to Mark's website and check those out. I mean, uh, he's got some really cool color schemes coming up. In the future, I know I saw down at PCT Days, he had his Sunset uh, model out. Uh, look for that in the future where uh, you can actually get multicolors uh, within just a single panel, which is just – you can customize these packs like just absolutely crazy. So as far as the colors go and, the, and like the accessories I've talked about too. So go over there and at least check it out and follow on Instagram, waymarkgearco.com. Uh, what about uh, – you know, with your with your health issues, you know, with your leg or whatever. Because um, I know on your Instagram you had put that you had plans to hike the PNT this year as well. Are you you still uh, hoping that can happen? Or yeah, for sure. And that's that's one of the that's one of the elements that went into my final decision um, to leave that last uh, 50, 60 miles unfinished on the Arizona Trail. You know, I, I got a big I got a big summer planned for me. Um, and the PNT, you know, is going to require me to be in tip-top shape. You know, I'm in pretty good shape now, but when you have when you have injuries that just keep coming back, you know, and 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 make it difficult, it's it's not fun, and it's not necessarily the healthiest thing to do. You know, it could really take you out of the game and and ruin ruin a summer that you've had planned for quite a while. Um, me personally, I, I think in the long run, big picture, it's. Uh, it's going to work out. I just need time to let everything heal up. And, you know, you can't win them all. You can't, you can't take them all. You got to walk away with uh, the experiences and uh, the good memories. Like I said, I challenged myself really hard. I think first miles, 250 of the trail um, on the south side, I didn't take a zero um, until I got up in that area. So I've really challenged myself. Um, and the terrain has challenged me tremendously. This year has been extremely challenging for the AZT in good ways and bad. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited to hear more about the PNT. I mean, I mean, basically, I know about it myself, but uh, as far as just, I'm excited. I guess what I meant to say was, I'm excited to see your the PNT through your eyes. You know, I love being able to follow people on Instagram. And um, one thing that's kind of funny about that trail is is <laughs> there's not a lot of service out there in that area. Yeah, um, and that's you're right. That's one of the reasons why I chose that trail. You know, it's it's uh it's easy to go out and and say you know hey, you know I caught the through hiker bug and I'm gonna go do this triple crown and and this and that. But you know, in my in my personal opinion, I feel as if the the triple crown is is getting uh overrated these days. You know, and everybody's going out for this this title and this status symbol. You know, I'm the type of guy that that likes to do things that most people don't do and challenge myself. So. The two the two trails that I chose this year, one being the Arizona Trail, and the following being the Pacific Northwest Trail. Those, personally for me, are, are challenges to see you know where my comfort zone is, get me out of my elements, push me physically, mentally, and and really experience something that uh, you know that that can have a, a lasting effect on my hiking career, not just you know I'm going for the cookie cutter standards. Um, the Pacific Northwest trail is going to be quite the endeavor. You know, I've, one of the, one of the other reasons I chose it is because, you know, I've, I've never hiked in grizzly bear country, you know, so getting <laughs> up there and, and putting myself in that environment, um, that's, uh, it's to get me out of my comfort zone for sure. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that, man. My last episode was with uh, grizzly hikes. Uh, not too, too kind of like greyhound hikes, but uh, grizzly hikes. And yeah, he he told a pretty cool story. If people didn't catch that with slapping a grizzly bear out of camp, and that's <laughs> just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you'll have to do that too. You know, I know I know there's going to come a point where, you know, I'm going to walk around the corner up there, and you know, I'm going to come face to face with my fears, and um, and uh, you know, that'll that'll really set the bar as far as what I'm comfortable with and, and how, uh, my future through hikes are, are affected. Yeah. I mean, it, it's weird how, how different people are with fears. Cause you've been in some areas where there's, uh, rattlesnakes and, um, you know, other, other things, I don't know. Um, and you know, there's also wolves up there too. And I, I don't know. Um, you mentioned fear yourself, uh, when talking about a grizzly. So, I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't be uh, full on scared walking around a corner on a grizzly. But uh, is there is there things that that scare you about uh, you know just woods? Is there something you haven't been involved with that is a fear for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, definitely in the in the northwest. You know, um, the grizzly bear country is is something is something that definitely it drives fear. You know it drives fear, a natural fear. Um, not, not to the point where, you know, it's going to stop me from enjoying through hike or exploring different areas, but it's a respectable fear, you know, for mother nature, for the creatures who live there, you know, it's their environment, it's their house, you know, we come out there to enjoy Mm. and, uh, also be mindful of, uh, of their habitat, you know, and show respect to them. Um, other than that, I haven't ran into, uh, any other, really wildlife encounters uh you know on my other through hikes last year we did get a a mountain lion come through camp and that was that was pretty sketchy yeah but uh the rattlesnakes here on the arizona trail have been seven 
100 plus miles and I have not seen one. You know, it's been such a year that it's it's been very wet, a lot of snow. And uh, I started early enough that I haven't had those encounters, which I'm very thankful for. I got my fill last year on the PCT. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's why I was kind of wondering, yeah, because a lot of people do see them uh, in uh, California on the PCT. Tons. Uh, and I never knew there was so many different types of rattlesnakes, I mean, in different colors. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, they're out there, but, uh, you, you know, you just kind of keep on grinding along. I, uh, there's be- definitely been times on this trail where every hair on my leg has been standing up, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> all right. They're going to come out any second, but no, I've never seen one yet. Not out here. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about your transportation. So um, you're living in a van, and uh, is that something that you put together, or or did you buy something that was already ready ready to live out of? So basically, um, my van here is it's kind of put together. It's not a huge, great you know, fancy sprinter van or anything like that, but it's been built, um, got a nice little bed set up in the back. You know, it's, it's perfect for me and, and for what I do, I try not to spend a whole lot of time in here. You know, I, I really like to get out and, and stretch my legs, so to speak, but it, it was a means, uh, for me to be able to travel and to be able to experience these hikes. Um, it all came about, um, after I finished the, uh, the PCT last year, um, within one week of being home after the trail, I went straight back to my work and, um, you know, I just, I pretty much hated it. So I, uh, long story short, I gave everything up and, uh, bought a van in November and I've been full-time van life since then. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. You mentioned the sprinter band or whatever i mean that's you know it doesn't have to be uh you know that that seems to be very trendy and and obviously they're they're larger <laughs> and and you know people want to make a, an actual home out of them um yeah i mean it certainly doesn't have to be that though right no for sure you know a lot of people a lot of people um are doing many different things and all different type of vehicles to to support their lifestyle and i think that at the end of the day you know if you're if you're doing something like this to support your lifestyle it doesn't really matter what it is as long as you're comfortable and everybody's comfortable, you know, in different environments and different situations. So, you know, I think whatever, whatever works for that person, um, and gets them outside. That's, that's definitely the end goal. I think and that was for me. Well, you said you grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, what, uh, when did you start hiking and what got you involved in hiking in general? Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm born in Portland, Oregon, you know, it's, it, it's the home of big trees, you know, and mountains and green everywhere. You got an hour to the beach and an hour to the mountains. So I've always kind of been outdoors. My, um, you know, growing up, it was playing outside. You know, you, you don't come back in the house really until it's <laughs> dark. And, you know, you spend your days outside, you know, getting dirty and investigating and creating adventures. More more or less like I'm doing today as an adult. But, um <laughs> growing growing up it was it was great um the northwest has always been home and held a special place in my heart so you know i used to be into bushcraft you know quite a bit you know like getting out there and practicing outdoor survival skills and kind of boy scout type stuff and uh you know one day i was sitting there watching some youtube videos and 
a suggested video came up about backpacking and you know through hiking and i said well damn what is what is this you know and and i think it, it might have been like some of the earlier videos that i started watching were like darwin and john z and uh, uh dixie from homemade wonderlust and all these these influential hikers and you know it, it really put the spirit in me that hey you know if i can walk from mexico to canada and just be free and you know implement some of these outdoor survival skills that i learned you know combined with an athletic uh, you know an athletic twist on it i said it really appealed to me and um i uh i i kind of researched the pct for about i don't know two years beforehand and uh, originally i wanted to do it on horseback um mm. being that i i uh i had a horse at that time and uh i wanted to just give it a go but uh the more i got into it and and, and started researching it's it's such a big and you know uh, a big task to uh, to take a horse you know across there and after hiking some of that on foot i said man there's there's no way i would take a horse on some of those sections oh, of the really? trail. like where at oh man uh down in southern california especially there's there's some of the uh, some of the trails are, are really thin, you know, some of them are still washed out in places, um, you know, and it just, it's, it's, it's almost, I'm comfortable on a horse and riding trails, but, uh, getting out there, uh, some of those, some of those spots, you know, definitely, definitely make you, uh, a little nervous, I think <laughs> for me anyway. So when I put that idea of, of hiking, uh, doing the trail, the PCT on horseback, I, I set out and I said, well, shoot, I'm going to have to do it on foot. And, um, you know, with, with work and everything, I just, I never had time until, uh, one day it just, it, it ate at me so much to the point where I was watching, you know, YouTube videos every day, you know, every free moment that I had and just researching gear and, you know, everything that, uh, I, I completely did it on the fly. I came home from a business trip one day and, I parked the truck and I said, you know, I'm just going to go for it. I went out very foolishly and bought all my gear at one time. <laughs> classic, you know, classic REI, like, hey, yep. what do I need? I'm, you know, and comparing to video, you know, uh, gear reviews on YouTube and, you know, trying to dial it in to the best of my knowledge. And um, when I got out there, I, I quickly learned that uh, I didn't need half the crap that I took with me. <laughs> sixmoondesigns.com hey i wanted to talk about the gatewood cape um it's a it's a shelter uh basically just like a solo tarp it's 10 ounces but it also doubles as um has rain gear so you can actually wear this as like a poncho hey, that's that's pretty cool i i'm I just kind of surfing on their uh, website sixmoondesigns.com and kind of ran across this so if you need a 10 ounce tarp that you can also wear as rain gear. <laughs> this is this is the coolest thing I've seen, honestly. Uh, they've got the new version for 2018, and it says here uh, it's the only one of its kind. And it's been in, it was introduced in 2006, and it's been carried over hundreds of thousands of trail miles. So uh, join the rest of the crew out there. Go to sixmoondesigns.com and follow them on Instagram as well. Tell them the Cascade Hiker Podcast sent you would have been interesting to see uh what your gear list was uh you know if you had the horse with you too <laughs> I, yeah. 
can't even imagine. I, I can't even imagine. That's a whole nother logistic, you know, that I don't know, man. Yeah. That, that would Hats be, off to, to the folks that did it. Oh, sure. And it would have been cool too. I mean, I, I just, I listened to an episode, uh, not too while, uh, a while back, I guess, uh, with the buy land podcast. And, uh, and he's been on my show before too, but, um, he had a gal on that's done the PCT, I think twice on her horse. And, um, and she did it with a single horse, uh, through most of it, which most people don't do, but she, she kind of took a lightweight, uh, you know, style into, uh, horseback riding and, uh, sure. and was able to do it. Cause a lot of people will take extra horses or mules or whatever. And, but anyway, yeah, so that was kind of interesting, but <laughs> funny you brought that up. That was very interesting. I mean, I, I would love to see more people doing that. Um, you know, but at the same, you know, it's a, it's a multi-use trail, but, um, you know, the horses uh, definitely have an impact on the, on the quality of the trail, you know, after, you know, after a lot of traffic goes through and I don't know, some people maybe aren't, some of the hikers maybe aren't even, you know, as aware of, you know, you know, coming in close contact with horses and, you know, I could see how it would be, uh, interesting, you know, for some people, first time face to face with a horse on trail in the middle of the woods. So, you know, like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And, and yeah, I mean, the, you could really tell where horses have been and where they go regularly. I know some sections up in Washington, uh, that I've hiked and it's like, man, there's, you know, it's, it's very impactful because, because probably local riders are there all the time on the same trails or something. It's pretty obvious. For sure. For sure. So what about, uh, what about in the future? I mean, you know, you have these, uh, the big goals this summer, um, you know, P and T and, and hopefully finishing up the Arizona trail after the, the weather gets better or whatever. Um, what about further beyond that? Are you going to look for a trail more like the P and T or, or something like maybe one of those triple crown trails or what do you got on your, on your plate for the future? You think? So my, my, uh, my radar is constantly expanding. You know, I'm like a sponge. Every time I hear about some type of trail, you know, I'm just like, hmm, all right, put it on the list. And exponentially every, you know, every day, it seems like. Um, this this year here on the AZT, I ran across a couple of hikers who were heading out and doing the Grand Enchantment Trail. And uh, that's definitely on my list when or where you know i'm not quite sure um also there's a there's another trail called the the hot springs trail that goes from santa barbara california um kind of across and through nevada and up to idaho it was kind of originally introduced by area's owner and um that really intrigues me i've actually spent the morning here at the coffee shop watching videos about that uh, trail. okay kind of getting an idea yeah it's um like i said things that put me outside of my comfort zone and, and do things that most people aren't doing you know that those really inspired me um rather than the cookie cutter you know highly trafficked uh popular trails but eventually i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna have to do them and uh coming to that realization is like yeah all right, but I'm in no rush to to do the more popular trails. I want to do stuff that that people um, maybe aren't so aware of, and bring maybe a little bit ex more exposure to those. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, you might even run into Zoner on the trail this summer because he's uh, he's going to be hiking through Washington himself uh, 
I think he's doing the volcanoes through hike, which he actually first talked about, uh, and I think he was kind of joking, but uh, he was he was first talking about it when I had him on the podcast here, and he just kind of brought it up. He's like, man, I was just thinking about you, and I was thinking about me, and down here on the tail end of this volcanoes, and and and. And you're up there at the the north end of the Volcanoes Trail, and I was thinking how cool it would be to do that. And so, yeah, he'll be out there too, so you might run into him. You can talk to him in person about the the Hot Springs Trail. Yeah, that would be pretty That would be pretty awesome um, to get an inside perspective on some of that stuff. Um, you know, in, in, the short, in the short term right now, um, it's going to be the PNT I'm hoping to start in July. There's another PCT 18er um, by the trail name of Daddy. Um, he's, uh, we're planning on, on slapping that together. Oh, nice. And then, uh, afterwards I figure maybe sometime in September, um, I'll be back in the Northwest and I might be able to have time to, to hit the, uh, the Timberline trail and then, uh, maybe the Wonderland trail. And I'm kind of banking on going to Hawaii, uh, this winter and spending the time over there, um, and hiking, uh, some of the Grand Canyon, the Pacific up there, um, that, that would be pretty sick. That's kind of my general outline for this, this summer slash winter. Nice. Well, um, just out of curiosity, then, if you go over to um, Hawaii, you wouldn't have your van. So uh, what would you do over there as far as uh, living quarters or whatever? Would you just be hiking the whole time? or? Well, so from what I understand um, and, and people I've talked to is that Hawaii is – the vibe and the culture over there is very accepting to kind of uh, – uh, a more uh, a free free lifestyle you know you got camping on the beach for what three or four dollars and you know there's a, pl- a plethora of you know fresh vegetables and fruits that you know you can rather eat for cheap and uh it would it would primarily be for hiking and and trying to do it on a on a on a limited budget um and if a, if the opportunity came around to get some work that would be pretty awesome as well but it's definitely it's definitely going to be for hiking um, and kind of exploring new areas. You know, I, I don't really see a whole lot of through hikers go over there and and uh, and do and do the trails. I know there's there's some longer ish trails over there, but nothing nothing major like here in the states. Right on. Well, um, I'm I'm here on your Instagram still, and is this your primary source for people to follow you? Yeah, it is. Um, that's I'm on Facebook, but I. You know, Facebook is kind of overrated in my eyes these days. I, I do, I, I do focus on Instagram for for the most part. Yeah, so that's Greyhound underscore hikes on Instagram, and then um, what is this you're linking to? This uh, the Outdoor Revolution. What is that? So the Outdoor Evolution, oh, evolution. is uh, is kind of a it's a project that was started by Darwin on the Trail. Oh, okay. And uh, and his associates. And uh, basically, it's a platform for for Darwin to help, um, you know, put other people's other hikers creative media and give them a platform to kind of for some exposure. And, uh, you know, he last year I met him on the on the PCT and we kind of became became, you know, uh, we, we conversated back and forth for for a bit. And then uh, when I got out here uh, on my way to the Arizona Trail, I stopped at Joshua Tree and met up with him for a little bit, and we got to talking. He asked me to to write a uh, write a piece for him and um, kind of introduce myself to the hiking community, and and 
that's kind of how that that came about and that's the link that you're uh, referring to basically it's um an introduction of you know to the hiking world is who who is greyhound and how i how i began my hiking career yeah that's good and uh uh, you know, it, it kind of highlights the fact that uh, you, you've, you've kind of transitioned now your life into becoming a through hiker and, um, you know, on the road. And uh, you just seem it's I would just based on the kind of what you were saying with your job and the, the fact you, you know, you weren't happy and stuff. And uh, I would say it was probably a pretty good move for you. Right. Yeah. You know, it came it came to be a really easy transition for me. Um you know, when I when I made the plunge and decided that I wanted to live this lifestyle full time and grow and uh, mentally and spiritually and all these other great things that come along with the hiking experience, um, it was really easy. I went, you know, I grew up, um, you know, in a trucking family and, you know, my trucking business. So I was constantly on the road. And sleeping, you know, I had a sleeper in the, the back of my semi-truck, you know, with a bed and whatever. So, you know, in, in a more condensed version, van life has been something of, of, of ease for me. You know, um, I, don't, I don't find it difficult to, to live this lifestyle out of a van and, you know, pursue, pursue personal goals. It's, uh, it's quite easy, man. You know, it's, it's almost like driving driving down the road, you know, instead of having a, a final destination and, you know, at the end, it, like, all right, what's the next adventure here, you know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's good. Well, right on, man. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to following your, uh, your, your current adventures and, uh, you know, just keep posting pictures, man. I know, uh, I know that's easy for me to say, cause I'm, I'm kind of a, a social media dork, you know, cause I live vicariously through a lot of, a lot of people like yourself, but, uh, um, you got to put more pictures up, man. The, the last, uh, last few have been awesome. You got a new tattoo it looks like and, and stuff. I, I encourage people to go check all that out. Yeah. The, the newest, the newest one, uh, I guess you're referring to is, uh, the slapping the cat tattoo here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how to take that until you started using slapping a lot when you're talking about hiking. So <laughs> yeah, man, slapping the cat, that, that could have multiple meanings, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny at first when 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 some people are unfamiliar with me or, you know, have never heard that term before they're, you know, could maybe take it offensively. But, <laughs> you know, once you once you start to explain it like, oh, OK, it makes sense. And for those of for those of you who don't know, um, slapping a cat uh, came to fruition last year on the PCT. I was hiking with a buddy of mine named uh, Danielson and he um had mentioned this several times and it's like all right you know it's creeping in you know and slapping the cat you know you're out there having a good day you're you're busting out miles you know your body feels good your pack feels good everything great and you're just able to really slap it you know so it's 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 came it's came to a point where now on the azt i've got so many people saying slapping the cat and slapping miles and slapping this it's just uh it's really starting to grow. And, um, you know, for me, it was, it was one of those, one of those things that when people saw me, they'd be like, Oh, all right, this is slapping the cat dude, you know? And, <laughs> um, I, and like I say, sometimes you're having them good days, you're slapping the cat, you're having kind of mediocre to, to crappy days. And, you know, you're walking the dog, you know, on those, on those days and just forcing out the miles. 
Uh, okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. For anybody else who's who's interested or listening, um, I will be working at Kennedy Meadows over in California here within the next couple of weeks. Uh, feel free to to say hi or you know anybody recognizes me or anything like that. I'd love to sit down and chat and um, if there's any questions I can answer about the PCT or anything else personally about myself. I'll be there for about two months um, working until I go do the PNT. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, somebody with some experience out there people can talk to, and they've heard you on a podcast maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Rudy. Well, right on, man. Well, hey, I, like I say, I'm, I'm excited to follow you, and I'm sure uh, some other listeners will, will be wanting to, wanting to get on there and check you out if they're not already following you. But uh, thanks for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Rudy. I appreciate your time and I appreciate everything that you do for us, you know, giving exposure to to people like myself and others who are, you know, maybe more so deserving of the spotlight. It's it's a wonderful thing. It's a great community. And um, having people like you being able to promote that and promote people in the community. It's a a beautiful thing, man. Keep on doing it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you maybe at uh, at Casket or uh, at uh, trail days up there at cascade locks if oh, absolutely, if I, yeah. if I got if i got the time i can take off from uh the pnt i'll i'll shoot down there and definitely uh, pay you a visit right on man yeah for sure all right that's the show thanks so much for tuning in don't forget to join the patreon page find me at patreon.com slash cascade hiker podcast also hit me up uh, with an email rudy at cascade hiker podcast.com find me on facebook my Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at in underscore Cascade Hiking. And I'm Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, Whiskey Fever, for letting me use this track here, Tall Grass, off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong Could never be wrong, could never be wrong See her laying down in the tall grass Playing mandolin in a white dress So come running when I hear that song